The Rebbe starts off the Sikha with a discussion on the Rashi, where Rashi explains the words, Vayotzar oisoi bacheret, referring to what Aaron had done with the gold that he took from the Bnei Yisrael, that the Bnei Yisrael brought him for the Egel. Rashi explains it in two ways, either that Vayotzar bacheret is that he tied it in a bundle, he tied it in a cloth, Vayotzar is tying it and bacheret is in a cloth, and Rashi brings some psukim to prove that. Then Rashi brings a second pirush, Vayotzar is from the expression of a tzura, making a, four, a form or a shape, engraving something and designing the gold. And Rashi goes ahead and brings a proof from Targum Unklos for that as well, along with a pasuk. And in this sicha, the Rebbe is first of all trying to understand the need for each one of these pirushim, as well as some other questions that the Rebbe has on the Rashi, in Rashi's particular wording, and the psukim that he brings, and so on and so forth. And the general idea that the Rebbe explains is that according to the first pirush, that Vayotzar Oisei Bacheret is referring to the fact that Aaron ties the gold into a cloth, the question then is, when it says Vayaseyu Egel Maseicha, that he makes it into an Egel, this then must be referring to someone else, because all Aaron did was just tied up the gold into a bundle, into a, into a cloth. So who is the next part of the Pasek referring to? Seems not to be going on Aaron, it would be going on the Erev Rav or the like, and therefore the flow of the Pasek doesn't seem to flow so smoothly. First we're speaking directly about Aaron, and then we're seemingly speaking about someone else. According to the second shot, the shot that Aaron himself went ahead and, and designed or shaped and formed the, the Egel, the problem according to that is, because later on we find when Aaron is speaking to Moshe Rabbeinu, he says that I threw the gold into the fire and the Egel came out, which seems to imply that Aaron himself had nothing to do with making the Egel, and it's for this reason that Rashi actually brings both of these Pirushim. The Rebbe then goes ahead and asks that seemingly this second Pirush that Yaarin himself went ahead and designed and formed the Egel seems to be very, very strange to say that Chas V'Sholem, Aaron himself, was involved in making the Egel and in that way being over on the Isra Vaydazara and so on. We all know the great Kedusha and Sidkos and holiness and righteousness of Aaron. The Rebbe says, in order to understand this, really it's a question regarding all the Yidin. They all just heard by Matan Torah, and not to make any idols, etc. How could it possibly be that they're coming from such a high state of Matan Torah, hearing directly from Hashem, and falling down to such a low, a low extreme of being over and over And the Rebbe says that according to Pshuti Shomikro, this is not really a question. Because what's happening over here is that not chas v'sholem, the Yidin wanted to replace Hashem, not that they're thinking the Egel is Hashem, rather, as the Yidin themselves say, they were concerned that Moshe Rabbeinu was not returning. They don't know what happened to Moshe, the one who led us out of Mitzrayim, and therefore they are suggesting to make an Egel that will lead them, that will be basically between them and Hashem. That's what they meant when they said, what they referred to was thinking of the Egel as an intermediary. How do they come to such a mistake? So the reason why they come to such a mistake, to think that they could have someone in between them and Hashem, similar to what 
Moshe Rabbeinu stands between Oymid Beinechem and Hashem Alekechem, standing between Yidin and Hashem. So the mistake comes from the fact that the Yidin knew that there's a concept called the Kruvim in the Mishkan. And they imagined or they viewed the concept of the Kruvim as if it is some intermediary between Hashem and the Yidin. Hashem says, I'm going to speak from between the Kruvim and so on. And as the Pasuk itself says, And Rashi says that this refers to the Kruvim. And therefore, the Yidin mistakenly thought that the Kruvim have some sort of power, some sort of Bechira on their own right. And in a similar way over here, they're thinking that the Egel could be something in between them and Hashem. And this is something that they were not commanded for yet, that they should not have such a type of mamutza, such, such a type of intermediary. And therefore we can say this is what led them to believe that they could have this Egel, and that even Aroin um, was able to assist them in making this Egel. The Rebbe then goes ahead and says that Al-Derech Ha'alacha, there's also another explanation how we, uh, regarding Aaron, how it's possible that he could be over on the Easter of Avodah Zorah. And the Rebbe explains it in the following way. The Rebbe says, Aaron says to the Yidin, bring to me the gold. That means they only brought it to him, but not that they should actually give it to him, not that he's a coin, and not that he acquires it in any way whatsoever. And we have a concept that a person can actually not make forbidden something that does not belong to him. So it's their gold, it's not his. There's no way he could apply and he could make this into an avoidazara. And the Rebbe then goes ahead with a great arichus, with a great length explaining that even though we do find in certain concepts that if the person was happy with what you did, then possibly you could make it into an Easter, make it into an Indian of Avoidah Nevertheless, the Rebbe says it has to also be associated with some sort of action that the person did at the point when Aaron formed this Egel, the Yidin had not bowed down to it yet, the Yidin had not done anything yet, and therefore at the point when Aaron shaped and formed this Egel, it was absolutely no way Avoid Zorah, and he was, wasn't even able to make it into an Avoid Zorah, because as we said, Ein Adam Oyser Dover the Rebbe then goes ahead and explains, according to Yenush Torah, a beautiful idea in Apipnimisa in, in this Rashi, and in the general story, what's going on over here. And the Rebbe explains that the whole idea that there's a, there's a possibility for any sort of Aveira, for any sort of Indian, even of Aveda Zara, is always because it has some sort of source also in the Kedusha Dika realm. And the Rebbe says this comes from the idea, in this particular case, the idea that it could be a period, a separation from the Achtos of Hashem, comes from the idea that there could be within Torah itself, a concept of Ischalkos, a concept of division. And the Rebbe explains that it's not the Pshat that it's as far as the Torah itself is concerned, in other words, from the perspective of Torah, that there is actually true division, but the actual fact that a person can view Torah and see it in so many different ways, in so many different Pirushim, from the perspective of the person, so from this could end up being also an Indian in where he starts separating and dividing and, and, and removing himself from the Achdus of Hashem. As the Rebbe brings the example that says in the Torah, that when the Ebishter says, Na Adam, let us make man, and we know that Moshe Rabbeinu asked regarding this expression that it may lead to someone to make a mistake, the Ebishter says, you write, someone that wants to make a mistake, could make a mistake or will make a mistake, which the Rebbe explains as meaning, it's not only that the Torah is allowing, it's not that the Torah is allowing for a mistake, as far as the Torah is concerned, there is no mistakes, there's only Achtos Hashem, there's only unity. 
However, if a person wants to make a mistake, if a person wants to view it in the wrong way, then he may end up going that way. And the same thing over here, that as soon as we have an Indian and Toyota that leads to different interpretations, mitzah the person, from the person's perspective, therefore then it could also end up, because Toyota and Hashem are one, and just like there's the Indian of Achtus and Torah, and here he's separating and splitting up into different Purushim, this could eventually, after many, many Ishtashalos, also lead to an area where he's separating from the Achtus of Hashem. And the Rebbe says, based on this, we can understand the beautiful Diuk in the words of Rashi, where Rashi, in this particular Rashi that we're discussing, he starts off by saying, Yesh letargamoy, it could be translated in two ways, which means that as far as the person is concerned, from the person's perspective, he may view it in two different ways. And the Rebbe says, if we actually look at the few Rashis, this Rashi and the two Rashis following it, in this Rashi, Rashi says, In other words, it starts off the moment that there is a room to be able to translate things into two different ways. In a following Rashi, where Rashi also brings two opinions, he says, V'yesh oimrim. Yesh oimrim means, in other words, after you start separating things into two different ways in Torah, now one becomes a yesh, a whole mitzvah, a whole separate entity for himself, separated chas v'shalom from Hashem. And then in the following Rashi, Rashi, when he wants to bring a second interpretation about something, he says, Dovor acher, which means the ultimate step is where a person completely makes himself something separate and distant and far from Hashem. And the Rebbe says all of these things are possible only when a person throws off the yoke of Torah and mitzvahs and Zemunah and Hashem. The Rebbe says this is hinted in an earlier Rashi where Rashi speaks on the words that the Yidin took off their jewelry. So Rashi uses the expression over there that it's an expression of prikas masa of taking off a burden of a load, which is a hint to this idea that a yid is taking off the burden, the load of his kabbalah soil, and then it's possible chas v'sholem to lead to all of these other negative things. However, when a person strengthens himself in emun and kabbalah soil, then he is also the strengthening of the feeling of achtos Hashem in every single area of his life, even when he's learning Torah and there's many different pirushim, he recognizes within the division that really there's absolute true achtos.